0: So this is the uh, third week of the sermon series, uh, five things I wish Jesus never said, which are literally things that I wish Jesus never said. This is sort of like Mike Tyson's personal struggle with scripture right out here in front of you. So we've talked uh, the first week we talked about the need to love God above everything. We talked about how as a especially as a parent how that feels kind of weird. Uh, but that that really is what Christ is calling us to do, is to put God's love before, or loving God before everything. And then we looked at the Gospel of Luke and sort of Jesus's call uh, for, the, for the poor and the hungry. And we talked this, about this realization about how, as relative to the world, about how wealthy that we are. Well, today we're talking about, mm, a text that is literally one that keeps me awake at night, as a, especially as a preacher. Um, it's one that really does frighten me at some level. Our sermon today, and I'm not big into sermon titles, but our, our sermon title today is Stumbling and Bumbling. Now, some of you who are ESPN watchers might remember Chris Berman, right? He, he is the, of the back, 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 fame, right? on the highlights of baseball. Well, one of his other famous phrases as, uh, and it's usually like a fullback, uh, but a guy's making a run and he's, and he's stumbling and bumbling. And so I was watching a YouTube video of some like great runs and one of them was this big fullback and he, he was going through the middle of the line and he got knocked around by his guys. He got knocked around by guys who were trying to tackle him. and. He just kept moving forward. And Chris Berman busted out his stumbling and bumbling line. And it was not really, was not all that an amazing run as runs go. But, But what defined this run is the man kept moving forward. And as I watched that, I thought, oh, that's a pretty good, and you English teachers can correct me, metaphor or simile for my faith walk. This, this running back was just getting knocked all over the place, but he kept moving forward. And that's really kind of how I have experienced my faith life, my faith walk. Things come along, there's obstacles get placed in my way and they trip me up and, and maybe I fall down, but I get up and I keep moving forward. And my goal is always, always to keep moving forward, much like this running back and this run that he had. Wasn't really all that amazing play, but the man kept moving forward. And I think that's, that's what we should do in our faith life. So our text today comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Um, it's the 18th chapter, verses 6 through 10. And um, let me just prepare you Um, Jesus spoke in hyperbole quite a bit. Um, I I don't ever use hyperbole, but Jesus used hyperbole a lot. She got it. She laughed. So this is hyperbole. But this is the text that I wish Jesus never said. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, It would be better for you if a great millstone were fastened around your neck and you were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of stumbling blocks. Occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to the one by whom the stumbling block comes. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or lame than to have two hands or two feet and to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter the life with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into the hell of fire. Take care that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you, in heaven their angels continually see the face of my Father in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Really? Those are hard words. I mean, a millstone. We're gonna talk a little bit about what this might mean to the first century hearer of this. So, So Matthew's writing to a primarily Jewish audience and every home would have had a millstone in it. It's like a hand turn, the women would would grind the corn or grind their grain, and so there would be one in every home. And so this was an object that everybody knew about, except that the word that is used here is not the little hand millstone, but it's a donkey millstone, which means it's a great big millstone, and it takes a donkey to pull it and turn it around. That, that's what we, the text tells us, it's a donkey millstone that Jesus is talking about. And for the Jewish person, this would have had some particular meaning. But because um, there's a term called utter destruction. And that's like taking something and putting it as far from God as it can be. And for Jewish people, a lot of times utter destruction meant that you cast it out into the deep, dark see. And so what Jesus is telling them is, it's better for you to have this happen to you than to put a stumbling block. And let me be clear to you that Jesus here is not talking about actual little children. Jesus is talking about people who are young in the faith. And so the Jewish reader would have understood that, that, that to um, put a stumbling block in front of these, one, these young believers would lead to their utter destruction. And for them, this, the, the, there was a fear of the deep ocean. And so Jesus is, is making it clear here, this is not a good thing. This is not something that we want to do. He is telling the disciples, and he is telling us today as we read this text, to be mindful of your actions, to be mindful of what you don't do, that there are young people in the faith who are watching you. The word here that is used as stumbling block really means obstacle, anything in the way. And Jesus is telling us to not put things in the way of these young believers. He's telling his disciples, be mindful of what you do. And I would remind you to to be mindful of what you do as a follower of jesus christ people are watching you not big brother necessarily but your children your grandchildren they watch you they watch everything you do they imitate you so when you get up on sunday morning and you tell your children or your grandchildren hey we're going to church and we're going to worship god and monday through saturday you don't bother with any of that, they notice. And so, Jesus is telling us, don't put obstacles in the way of these young people. He also tells us, we will all have plenty of times that we can stumble as well. That we can keep moving forward. Now, I don't believe that that if we accidentally place a stumbling block in front of someone that we're going right straight to hell. God's grace is huge. And we're going to do that at some point in our life. We're going to create a stumbling block for someone. And as a preacher, this is the verse that keeps me up at night. This is the verse that frightens me. I'll, I'll tell you a story about a, a friend of our families. He was a fraternity brother with my dad, and I've literally known him all my life. I, I actually buried him on Friday. But I've known this man my entire life. He would, like, uh, go hunting with me, and when I was learning to handle a gun, I'd, like, flash him with my barrel, and he'd Hit me in the head. Don't point that at me. Had a long relationship with this man. And he was, he was sort of a, a professional bachelor for a long time. And then a woman, uh, met he met her and, and they got married and they were together for 22 years. And while I was in seminary, they lived in Dallas. I had the honor of walking with this family through the last days of his wife's life. She had breast cancer, and I, I did, they didn't have a church home, and I had this blessing to be able to do that. And this man didn't go to church. Now, he would come to your church for your funeral or your child's baptism or weddings. He was the most faithful about that. But he never went to church. And while this time I got to spend with him as we were caring for his wife, I asked him, I said, you, you act like a believer. You act like a follower of Jesus. I mean, he was kind. And, and it clearly, it, it was clear to me that he believed. And I asked him, I said, why, why don't you go to church? I mean, you're you're more Christian, you behave in a more Christian way than a lot of Christians I know. So why don't you go to church? And he told me this. When he was in college, one of his fraternity brothers got drunk and accidentally killed himself in his car. And so he went to the funeral And the East Texas preacher, not that all East Texas preachers are bad. I came from there. But that particular preacher said Bubba got what he deserved because he was drunk and he was a sinner. Well, my dad's friend got up, walked out, never went to church again. Except for funerals and weddings and baptisms. that as a preacher is my nightmare. But you all can do it too. I was in another church and this young family came in and they were sitting in a pew and this sweet little old lady came in and said, excuse me, you're in my pew. Those people got up and left and never came back. And you want to see your pastor's head spin in a circle, ask somebody to move out of their pew. <laughs> and, and so I went to her as I said, I, I understand you sat here for 85 years, but those people worked up the nerve to come to church. And I don't know if you noticed, but they left and they might not ever come back. And they did not to our church anyway. So, I mean, it can happen in all kinds of ways. But but here is the good news. The truth is, we we all can do that. We can all, whether we're being mean or nice, stumbling blocks come. We can be a stumbling block for others. And we can experience stumbling blocks from others, right? But God's grace is abundant when we create a stumbling block for someone i don't think that we get a millstone and we go separated from god i believe that we receive god's grace god's forgiveness for that we are forgiven we're forgiven for everything right but part of my understanding of this is there is a moment of judgment a moment in which you stand before God and God says to you, Mike, I gave you all of this and you got this done. I liken it to my father sitting down and saying, having that, I'm so disappointed with you conversation, right? I think there is that moment of judgment where God lays out before us all that he gave us, all that he asked us to do, and then we get to see what we did. But hear this. Make sure you understand this. The next sentence is I love you child, come in to my kingdom. God's grace is abundant. We are forgiven. Despite this text telling us we get a millstone and dropped in the sea, God's grace overrides all of that. So what does this say to us about our faith journey? It is inevitable that obstacles will come. Some stumbling blocks will happen. We may be stumbling blocks for others. Hold on to the ball. Keep moving forward. No matter what happens in your life, keep moving forward. So what do we do with this whole stuff about cut off your hand, pull out your eye, Well, the Bible literalists are in real trouble here. We might recognize them because they don't have any eyes or hands or feet. (laughs) But I think it's sound advice. Jesus is giving us sound advice here. If you find something is a stumbling block for you, stop it. If chocolate is a stumbling block in your faith life, in your walk with Jesus, then don't put chocolate in your pantry. If lust in your heart for some other person other than your spouse is messing with your faith life, stop it. Cut it out. The advice is sound. If pornography is causing you to stumble in your faith life, stop it. Just cut it out. Be done with it. I mean, that's what that text says to me. And look, I know it's not that easy. We're human. We're frail. There's addictions. There's frailties. I get it. But but Jesus is giving us sound advice here. If there's something in your life that is causing you to stumble in your walk, get rid of it. Stop it. Cut it out in some way. It's great advice. Cut it out. we will all stumble. We will all cause others to stumble. Unintentionally, not knowingly. Jesus is reminding us to be mindful of how we behave. To be mindful of what we say. To be mindful of what we do. And I would argue what we don't do is as important as what we do. So he's telling us, be mindful of these things. Stumbling will happen. Keep moving forward. But here's the best news. Here's the best news. You're not doing this alone. You don't have to walk your faith journey by yourself. First off, you've got a church family that is walking with you. And perhaps they make you stumble some. Perhaps you make them stumble some. But we're moving forward together. And then the best news is, Jesus is walking right there with you. He's by your side. He's actually in front of you, behind you, and by your side, all at the same time. Because he's not restricted by time or space. He's walking with you through all of your faith journey. So you are not alone in doing this. You've got a faith family, a church family that's walking with you, and you've got Jesus himself who is walking with you as well. Heck, he might even be blocking for you. Keep moving forward in your faith walk the truth of it is if you're not moving forward you're going backwards all of us have to find ways to keep growing in our faith growing in our understanding of God and how God works in our life and how God works in the world brothers and sisters forward keep moving forward in your faith life that's the only direction we can go stumbling and bumbling along the way but keep moving forward let us pray gracious and almighty god we are so frail we have addictions we have frailties they haunt us they make us stumble they make us fall Father, empower us to get up, to keep moving forward. Empower us to not be obstacles for others, but encouragers. Help us, Father, to be encouragers of others who are walking this faith journey beside us. Father, we are so grateful that you are with us, that Jesus is walking by our side. That he is in front of us and behind us all at the same time. What a mystery that is. But We know it's true. And we say to you, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Help us, Father, to move forward in our faith journey. Ever forward. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.